This is a Woodside Church podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Ensign and I'm an elder at Woodside Church. And me and my wife Sunu and our children have been worshipping at Woodside Church for the last 20 years or so. We are continuing with our series, It Means a Lot. And the title of my talk is Loving God. I'm going to speak from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 9 and focusing particularly on verse 5. And it goes like this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. These verses form part of the Shema Israel, or better known as the Shema. And this prayer is a centerpiece of the morning and evening Jewish prayer services. The word Shema Israel means hear, O Israel. These verses mean a lot to me. And I will tell you a little later why this is the, why that is the case. In this preach, I'm going to focus just on verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Previously, I've spoken on verse 4 approximately a year ago when I spoke on the subject of Trinity. So the first question that we need to ask ourselves is this. Why did God give this command? The most important attribute of God is not his power or his wisdom or his resources, but his love. God's love is described as divine love or agape love and is the love that exists between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the three persons in the Trinity. It is a love that keeps them together as one. The three persons in the Trinity love each other with such an intense love that nothing in this universe can separate them. It is from this loving relationship that God created everything in this universe. When God created the pinnacle of his creation, man, he was bringing man into this beautiful relationship. Man could only have existed in this relationship with God on the basis of love and trust. So in this command, we see there are three components of love, loving with all your heart, loving with all your soul and loving with all your strength. So let's look at the first aspect, loving with all your heart. The arena of the heart contains powerful emotions, affections and desires. Our affections are like the rudder of a boat. They steer our lives. They're waiting to be captured. They long to cling to someone or something. Jesus says in Matthew 6 verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in Matthew 13 verse 44, he says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. So you see, in order for the heart to love Jesus completely, it has to recognize his worth or value. And Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness 
of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Paul is saying that he recognized the worth of Jesus and as a result gave up everything to obtain him. So how do we find this treasure called Jesus? Jesus is revealed through the word of God and the more time we spend with the word, the more we get to see who he actually is, his beauty and his worth. That is when our affections are captured and we start responding in love. In summary, the more you get to know God, the greater will be your love for him. Let's look at the second aspect, loving with all your soul. The Hebrew word used for soul here is a word called nephesh and is used approximately 700 times in the Bible. And looking at all the verses from the various descriptions, we understand that the soul is a part of us that defines who we are. Soul represents life, personality, the inner self and our identity. It's where we make our decisions and choices that ultimately decide our lifestyle and behavior. We can think of the soul as a core you. So to love the Lord with all your soul means to love him in the way we live, in the choices we make, and in the behavior and lifestyle we adopt and shows what we are committed to. If we treasure our relationship with the Lord, our choices will reflect his values and will demonstrate that we love God with all our soul. Loving with our heart has to do with affection, whereas loving with our soul has to do with devotion. Let's look at the third aspect, loving with all your strength. The Hebrew word used here for strength translates to the adverb very, V-E-R-Y, very. And in Greek, it translates to power and in Aramaic, wealth. So to love the Lord with all our strength means to love him exceedingly, richly, lavishly, with reckless abandon. In more practical terms, it means we, we are to love him 100%, to go all out, to give it your best shot. If we fall down, to pick ourselves back up and keep going forward, to love him with all our might. You see, the strength of a person is not simply who he is, but what he has at his disposal or his resources. This includes our spouse, our children, our home, our wealth, job, phone, music, computer, time, etc. Therefore, loving with all our strength means to love him lavishly with all that we have. Loving with all our heart, soul and strength involves our affection and lavish devotion. This love is wholehearted, life encompassing, community impacting and exclusive commitment to our God. We find that this kind of love originated in God himself. He loved us with such an intense love that he placed such a high value in our souls that he gave up his life as an offering on the cross in order to rescue and redeem us. Apostle Peter talking about this love says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18, for you know that it was not with worth, it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. 
Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In the modern world we, uh, that we live in, we hear a lot about independence or being independent. This does not come from God. In God, we find there is not only intense love between the three persons of the Trinity, but there is also dependency on one another. Father, Son and Holy Spirit choose to exist only in relationship with one another. After rescuing us, God chooses to come and live within us and he desires to live in close relationship with us. He does not call us his servants, but rather his children and his friends. Similarly, when we are saved, God expects us to live in close relationship with him and with one another. Dependency. So let me tell you a story from my life. At the age of 20, having spent a few years pursuing God, I fell in love with him. I had previously searched for God in Hinduism and Buddhism, but did not find him. But I found him through the pages of the Bible. I remember I used to spend about an hour in the morning reading the New Testament and praying, and an hour in the evening reading the Old Testament and praying. And this was when I was in medical school. Uh, I found that the God of the Bible was so different to all the other so-called gods. He was altogether lovely and glorious and compassionate and gracious. I found the Bible unique and it was so internally consistent. My love for him became so much that I was willing to give up my cherished dreams in order to have him as my own. Not that he asked me to. I remember very vividly the night I received God into my life as my Lord and Savior. I told him that even if I didn't become a doctor, even if, he, if, he, even if I didn't find the most beautiful girl in the land or have a postgraduate degree or didn't do well in life, I wanted him as the Lord of my life. That was the moment I entered into a living, loving relationship with God. That was a turning point in my life. And it has grown and flourished over the last 36 years. All that I am and everything I have hangs around the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. It was only much later in life and through my various experiences, I had understood the significance of verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. It became very clear to me that this was the only way either I or anyone else could have entered into a relationship with God. I had started out that way and want to continue in this way for the rest of my life. So my friends, this is the gospel. Being found in God is not following a set of rules and regulations or entering into meaningless and endless religious ceremonies or chanting but recognizing God's love for us and reciprocating in love and entering into a relationship with him. Jesus reiterates this during his public ministry and we see this in the Gospel of Mark chapter 12 verses 28 to 31. And the story goes like this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength.
Again, he says in Matthew chapter 10, 10, verses 37 to 39, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. In another place, he says, unless you hate your father and mother and wife and children, you cannot be my disciple. He does not mean literal hate. It's a figure of speech. What he means is that there will be rivals warring for supremacy over the throne of our hearts. But our love for King Jesus must defeat everyone and everything. Abraham proved his love for God and his implicit trust in God when he was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane prayed, Not my will, but yours be done. You see, true love brings about obedience and working together. Let me give you another illustration. Think about marriage. On the marriage day, we exchange vows, and that is lovely. But imagine reciting the marriage vows to your spouse every day, but do not make any attempt to enter into a loving relationship. It wouldn't make any sense. A loving relationship involves sacrifice, time and effort, giving up certain things in your life. Similarly, God is not expecting us to go around chanting these verses day and night and engage in meaningless ceremonies. It is of no value. Yet this is what sometimes happens. Rather, he wants us to recognize his love and his grace and recognizes that he loves us despite our weaknesses and failures and that he died for us in order to rescue us and redeem us and enter into a loving relationship with him. When we love him with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength, that becomes worship. Worshiping with songs and words is only a small part of worship. True worship is worshiping with everything within us, with all that we are and all that we have. It is 24 seven, every day of our life. It involves losing some, some things in our life and giving over some areas of our life to him and receiving something new from him. So church, let God become the center of our lives and let our decisions be taken with him and his values in mind. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us a glimpse of your glory and your great love for us. Lord, you have drawn us to yourself with your love and grace and made us to be your people and your children. Father, we are privileged and blessed to receive this love of yours and we love you with all our heart, with all that we are and with all that we have. You are altogether lovely and precious to us and we will cherish you every day, all the days of our life. Amen. God bless you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.